welcome to our podcast. This is Pia. And this is Bart. So, Pia, why are we doing this podcast? I think it probably comes from being a big consumer of podcasts. I am. I'm a very big consumer. Um, and then maybe a couple of months ago, I got curious to find out how difficult could it be to make a podcast on something that you find interesting yourself. So being a bit of a dialogue junkie, um, so, you know, I get high on good conversations, mm. on topics I'm interested in. Um, what would happen if we recorded a podcast on a topic that we would talk about anyway? And could that be another platform for having even more dialogues mm. with people and communities that we are already in? And then, of course, it's a challenge of, of learning something new. I mean, mm. recording a podcast, it's technology, the, the recording of your voices, the microphones, the, the cutting, the music, everything else that comes with it. So it's one of those learning journeys, I think. Mm. So that's probably where it comes from. Mm. But I also, I had a blog for many years. Mm. Did you ever read it? Yeah. You did? Yeah. Was I one of the few? <laughs> you were probably one of the few. I don't actually know how many people read it, but the, the idea behind the blog was it was all anonymous. I mean, I was writing under a pen name um, and I wanted to um, play with language and I wanted to play with um, writing for people I didn't know. So mm. I didn't know who would write, uh, sorry, who would read what I wrote mm. um, and what would that mean in terms of censoring myself and how much would I be willing, willing to share. Mm. Uh, so I did that for, for a while, for a few years, uh, and it was a lot of fun, and it was very developmental. Yeah. And there were quite a few of my friends who read it in the end, and that did create conversations outside of the blog, of course. They yeah. did not really respond on the blog. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'm more in favor of dialogue uh, than I am in um, of writing. Yeah, so the... the, the the, this medium, the, the yeah. spoken word, uh, is for you better than the actual written so. word. And then, of course, this is a dialogue. This is two of us talking about something rather than you writing by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, with, and I know that's different from you because you're a big writer. Really. Well, I love, I love writing, as you know. Yeah. So, for me, the... It's, it, it doesn't, it's not always there, but sometimes when I'm writing, I get into a sense of flow and it feels very, very good, really. Uh, and you lose all time, um, all sense of time. And, you know, you look up and you've written a couple of pages uh, of really good content, or it might be a letter or an email or, or just notes to myself. Um, so I enjoy writing a lot, uh, but I don't publish anything, right, as you know. So it's it's just whoever is receiving uh, is reading it, but it's not something that I've never written a uh, blog, for example. I, yeah, the websites that we've created, that's what I've written and that what people can see and stuff for waves and so on. But yeah. Mm. So the whole idea about publishing something is, of course, nerve-wracking yeah. <laughs> for both of us. Yeah, and I, you know, we talked about this. I think for me, it's important that we we're very clear about that. This is not about building a personal brand or becoming famous or making money or anything. And I, I, 
I assume that everybody that starts a podcast says that, you know, it's just to have mm. a bit of fun. But for us, it is really to have a bit of fun and potentially to provide some service to people that that listen to it. Mm. But we don't really, and I think this is important, we don't care no. whether people listen to it. We just talk and, we, and we'll see what happens. Having said that, though, we are, we are hoping that the people coming to our event in a couple of weeks' time yeah. will listen to this because yeah. there's some content here that we actually would like to... Yeah bring into to that day mm. so that's of course is an important aspect that this is part of something bigger the fact that we are going to have a live dialogue about the topics as well yeah. in a bigger group yeah. so this is just the let's yeah. call it the warm-up yeah so we're using the podcast for some of uh you know in, mm. in 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 general terms this podcast will be used by one event but we we think we can use the podcast in other ways uh for other parts of our professional lives mm. um And uh, and we'll use it that way, but at the same time, it will also be open and published, so other people might be able to find it. <laughs> we have no idea how we're Who knows? To, we'll learn yeah. as we go along. But do you want to say a few things about the structure that we have? Yeah, so, so what we what we're thinking about is that we will will create one every month uh, to to have a, some regularity to it, so people can expect one a month. But we don't want to put too much pressure on doing more than one a month because we don't really have the time to do that. Uh, so one a month uh, until we'll see. Uh, we have uh, a, as the people that will probably listen to this first day, who know us. Uh, we have we could have at least I could think of forty or fifty fifty topics that would be suitable for a fifteen to thirty minutes podcast. Mm. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna start with that and we'll see how we go. Mm. So let's talk a little bit about what we're talking about today then, Pia. So what's the mm. what's the subject of today? So looking at so we brainstormed this list of topics um, together and looking at that list and thinking about the specific event we have ahead of us and where that group of people are where we all are I suppose as a community um, we decided that something that's very relevant and always relevant is is um, the topic around learning enemies. Mm. So and what we mean by learning enemies, mm. I guess. Do you want to say a few things about what that is? Yeah, so so learning enemies, our first topic for this podcast. Um, so what are they? Well, it's really anything that gets in the way of our learning, um, of our growth, of change. So um, uh So any behaviors, any emotions, any attitudes that stops us from moving on in terms of our learning. Those is that's essentially how we define learning learning enemies. Mm. So when you're saying learning enemies, we could also call it change enemies. Yeah. Development yeah. enemies. Development enemies, enemies for personal growth. Um, if that's the term you want to use. So yeah. So. It, you, Wherever you talk learning, it can be much broader and learning enemies is anything that gets in the way of it. So mm-hmm. it's important for us as professionals and especially, I would say, as leaders to know our own learning enemies. And this is a very personal thing, right? So learning enemies are very personal to um, uh, individual to a person. So we need to know what are our personal learning enemies are so that we can work with them so that mm-hmm. we can challenge them so that we can do something about it 
If we think learning is important in leadership, and I think most people do, then we need to know what gets in the way of learning. Mm -hmm. And because this is personal, what we're talking about here is uh, we would like people to be able to identify their own learning enemies so that they can do some work with it. Mm -hmm. So the minute you become aware of what they are, you can do something with them. It's about becoming conscious. Yeah, yeah. So it's self-awareness, exactly. Yeah, Becoming self-aware of your... Uh, of what gets in the way of learning, mm. your own personal learning. But this is about personal. I think we should also talk about, we just mentioned that the fact that the learning animals you have might have an impact on the group that you lead, because we're talking to leaders now. Mm. Yeah, so that's an important point, right? So as a leader, you're not just there for your own personal growth and your own learning, you have an influence on other people. We always say, and people that listen to this will probably know this, it's like, as a leader, you are a role model, whether you like it or not. Well, in the terms of learning, you are a role model for learning. And if you want an organization to learn, as an organization, we can only learn as an organization if the leaders are open to learning. And so if leaders find out what their learning enemies are, they can challenge those learning enemies and therefore their organizations, their teams, their departments will become better at learning and growth and development and so on and change. Yeah. So it's interesting, uh, I think, about all the coaching that we've done over the years and to uh, be with clients and see what their learning enemies are, what, what mm. are the obstacles, the challenges that they have mm. that we meet throughout the coaching process. What, what would you say would be the most common learning enemies that you've seen? Well, you know, you know, the number one, when we work with groups, when we talk about this concept with groups, almost always, the first one is we don't have time. Mm. We don't have time for learning. Yeah. And yeah, you know, as well as I, that when we say we don't have time, it really means we don't prioritize mm. it. So the day-to-day -day activity Client work, meetings, just stuff that happens the whole day, writing emails or reading emails, takes precedence over the big picture strategic stuff, which learning, in my, my opinion, is, is part of. So when we say we don't have time for learning, we're really saying we don't prioritize our learning. We don't prioritize our, prioritize our organizational learning either. Yeah. So not giving it priority is probably one of the biggest enemies of learning in organizational life. But what I like to emphasize here is, for me, this is very much an attitude. Mm. It doesn't have to take any time. So you go to work, you have your day planned, all the meetings, all the tasks, all the projects, whatever it is that you need to do as a leader. If you have the attitude of learning and you have specified what it is that you want to learn that day, mm. you're going to do the same things with a different attitude. You'll have a different outcome. Mm. Yeah. So setting intentions, which is also something that we talk a lot about in, yeah. in all the work that we do. Yeah, so we so it's a very important point. So we can set ourselves the intention to prioritize learning, and then it doesn't have to take much time. Now, I think in terms of a very quick tip, in terms of what could be a way to learn throughout your corporate day in the office, is that you build a minute or two or whatever in to just look at what happened in this meeting and what came up in this meeting and to plan for a next meeting just to pause literally not longer than it takes to take one breath or two breaths just that pause will allow you and therefore the people in your team and therefore the organization to learn better 
So, so, so not running from meeting to meeting, but having that sort of couple of minutes, five minutes in between, just write a few things down. It's all that's needed to create a little bit of learning in your life, in your daily life. It's really, in that respect, it's not that difficult. Yeah. Another um, enemy that I think is pretty common as well, and that's actually this, it's a fear-based enemy. Maybe they all are, but this is in particular the fact that you don't know everything and to admit that you don't know. Mm. That's a big enemy. To ask the stupid question. We always say that. Don't feel stupid for asking questions. But in many cases, in many cultures, I think you are actually being judged. Hmm. Because you don't know. Yeah. So how powerful, we say this, right? How powerful is it to consider yourself, to say, I don't know. Hmm. To just declare for yourself or for your or for the people around you, and just say, I don't know, rather than making something up or lying really about it and say, oh, you know, yes, I've heard that story too, but you really haven't, and you need to go back and really think about what what the hell were these people talking about. You just say, I don't know. Or even more powerful is, I'm a beginner at this. You know, if you look at how we're starting this podcast, isn't it really, isn't it cool to just call yourself a beginner again at something? It's really exciting. I think some of the most senior, most experienced people in some of the areas that I'm learning, when they talk about uh, their area of expertise, they very often use that. I actually don't know. Mm. What do you think? How do you feel about this? Or what do you know about that topic? So they are curious about learning more, mm. even though they are the authority in the in the. Uh, Area. Yeah, and it goes back to the point you, the very important point you made earlier, which is that it doesn't have to take any time. No, what this is, is a mindset. Mm. So you wake up in the morning and you're going to say to yourself, I'm going to be honest today about mm. whether I know something or not, mm. or whether I, whether I am actually experienced or not mm. at something. Regardless of who I am, whether you're a managing director in something or you, you're a department head, or it doesn't matter. Just be honest about your own knowledge, your own skills. And owe up to it and see how powerful that can be to declare to yourself and others, I don't know, I'm a beginner at this. Yeah. Shall we take another one? So the, uh, uh, this one perhaps, because this is a, uh, it's also a big, I think it's a big one. The, 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 um, not granting authority to a teacher. Ah, that's my weak spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And mine too, actually. Uh, yeah. And that's probably because of our line of business. So I can, uh, I, I, I can find it really hard, as you know, and it's difficult to owe up to this really in public. But when somebody in my line of business, especially if it's a guy and he's successful, uh, for me to crown that um guy authority to teach me something new so i call it my tony robbins uh issue uh, because he is of the most famous executive coach in the world probably and he can teach me stuff but i don't want to learn from him because you it's know so i don't like the fact that he is more successful than me really that's <laughs> the reason. so funny i've seen you in these situations i yeah. can immediately notice yeah. when you have a, a problem with somebody 
because of this particular learning enemy. Yeah. So your whole body language changes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's very funny. Well, I have um, I have another one. Um, so we would call it the unwillingness to unlearn all behaviors, or I suppose letting go of behaviors that we're used to. Uh, and I find that very interesting because I've turned that for myself. I turned that into a new habit, or what can you call it? The minute I feel uncomfortable, I know something interesting is happening because feeling uncomfortable is challenging an old behavior usually. Mm. So I'm expecting something to happen. I'm expecting myself to do something in a certain way, and I do it differently, and it feels weird. Mm. Now it's not always good, of course. But I do think there is something in there. And it's small things. So just doing something in a different way. I think this is where we find creativity as well. It could be anything from taking a different route to work. That's the I mean, very easy example. It doesn't feel that uncomfortable. Yeah. To um, saying yes to a new project mm. that you don't feel that you can master because you, you haven't done it before. You actually, uh, you advised me this weekend. You do this actually quite a lot. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but you 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 advised me to do the same thing. So, you know, I was... I do? Yeah, over the weekend I was uh, ill, right? I had a cold and I couldn't move and I was in bed and I was watching television the whole... pretty much binging on television. And I was just hating myself for it. I can't do this. And you said, embrace it. Embrace being ill. What yeah. can you learn from this? And it's true, you know? It's difficult to to... To embrace something that you're not used to. And there is in everything that you do, there is always a potential learning. Yeah. Yeah. And in anything I found for myself, to let go, to give room for something new. Sometimes you need to have that space, of course. Yeah. Maybe that's outside the learning enemy, but to allow there to be space, unplanned space. Yeah. yeah. Then something you might come up. Well, you have a routine, right? To do something new or a monthly new experience or something like that. I certainly do. Mm -hmm. So I want to try something new every month. And I think there's something quite exciting about mm. it. Yeah. I don't think I have that. But I do have, <laughs> I do make notes of being uncomfortable. Yeah. So I've, yeah. I've turned that into something positive. So, so, there's, so for the people listening to this, there's two examples here, really. There's the embrace uh, and reflect on when you are uncomfortable and perhaps a routine to on a monthly basis to do something new, to mm. engage with a new activity, a new learning, a new whatever it might be, mm. could be a, uh, a fun way of um, uh, challenging your learning. Enemies. So uh, another one, uh, and we're pretty, yeah, so let's take one or two more. So the, um, uh, the, the whole belief system around, well, that's just me. Uh, I won't, I will never be able to change. I will never be able to grow. I will never be able to learn this because that's just me. You know, uh -huh. we have a, we have, uh, a, yeah. we have a friend who says, well, that's just how I roll. And that's, and that stops. No, no, no. This, is, this is what she says. This is who I am. Yeah. 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 As if you can't change, as if you're static. So, you know, saying, well, this is just who I am, stops all possibility for growth, mm. for personal growth. Mm. So the, um, 
the, 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 the learning enemy here is to believe that we cannot change because of, you know, you might be unaware of this, but there might be something that has happened in your past and it's something that you, you were taught by your domineering mother or father or whatever it might be, but something is holding you back from um, believing that you can learn, you can grow and you can change. Actually, we sometimes have this at a cultural level as well, knowing now that we have people from at least four different cultures here. This is how we do it. I'm Finnish. This is how we do it. I'm Norwegian or whatever it might be. So you can also hide behind that. It doesn't have to be personal. It could be cultural or it could be a profession or it could be, this is how we do it in the industry of real estate. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about what people might do with this now. So, mm. so we've given some examples. We've had a bit of a dialogue around learning enemies. So now what? Uh, so what we want is to uh, promote reflection and dialogue. So those could be the two actions. Uh, one is prep a pen, a pen, a, a piece of paper and, write some reflections. Um, So what are one or two of your learning enemies and what are some examples of those? And the other action uh, could be to grab a friend and have a dialogue about what you've just heard. Very good. So that's it, I guess. That's it. Yeah. So what do we do now? I think we close. (laughs) How do you close the podcast? (laughs) So we say thank you very much to everybody that's listening to this. And uh, we hope you enjoyed it. I'm sure we'll find out. I'm sure we'll find out one way or another. Okay, we're done. Bye.